This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Eden's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. From the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hey everyone, welcome to ENN. Ray Rowe. On Tiwi. <laughs> you really waited there. I had to. I'd like to start off this ENN by saying good evening to Michael. Twitter. I'd like to say good evening to Michael again. Twitter. <laughs> not, the, that's not, not, not the one I thought you were going to play. I'd like to say good evening to myself. I guess you'll have to threaten to kill someone. Did you guys change what your opinions were on the clips for today? Because I kind of wanted to hear the ones that were listed on my screen. Are you looking at the right thing I sent you? Are you updated it? N- no. Well, this is today's stuff. Ah, uh, maybe yes. <laughs> oh, so it's not a Peter mistake. It's no, an listen, one. I'm I'm here by accident. We all know that. Yeah. We suck. Maybe we should play that other Michael one, Jacob. Yeah, play the other Michael one. That's a that's a good one. He could go choke on it. <laughs> Excuse me. That wasn't from today. It's from a while ago, actually. And there was a different me one also that sounded very funny. Also, I- not from today. Oh, I know, but it sounded very funny also. I got to go find it. Hang on. All right. All right. No pressure. You, you know what? You guys all work it out. Um, it's embarrassing. No, I think it's a good time. We've talked about so much on the program today, but I'll tell you what the world was talking about yesterday after the big ENN. Tell me. Was Yankee announcer Michael Kay going up and in on the Baltimore Orioles? That's right. Not the team. No, but management for reportedly suspending their announcer, Kevin Brown. Uh, Michael, I, I also saw a story today that, that it, it's not just what was said by Brown, but also there have been other issues with announcers with the Orioles. Um, they've gotten very angry and demanding about having to wear Oriole clothing at all time. Yeah, I think he suspended... Um the um, the radio broadcast because he didn't have the correct Oriole um, shirt on, and is that what was this on the? But this was on television for Brown, right? Yeah, this well, Brown actually was suspended, and they had him do a radio game because While the was radio person was wore also the wrong suspended. shirt. What was that? So so while he was suspended from doing TV, they made him do the radio because the guy wore the the wrong shirt. So he had he had multiple people getting punished at the same time, is what you're saying? Well, if, if, if there are very few things in our business where everybody is in agreement, Peter. And every major league announcer came out. And, you know, I, I was interviewed by Evan Adrelik of uh, The Athletic. He's a great writer. And he said, did you guys get together in unity? I said, I, I didn't talk to anybody. I don't think any of us talked to each other. It's just, I mean, it's the right thing to do. The guy, Kevin Brown, didn't do anything wrong. In fact, he was he was bolstering the, the team and, and, and what they've accomplished. It's inconceivable. It's incomprehensible to me that John Angelos could have heard that and got upset and felt it was a diss to the Orioles. Instead, it was a compliment. He was lifting the Orioles up. So I think every one of us that are lucky enough to have one of these 30 television jobs realizes there but for the grace of God and ha- us having a lunatic owner 
goes us. I mean, you, the, what's a, what's a, what's an owner? What's uh, a lunatic owner? You know what? Why don't you just do the rest of the show yourself? Where do you get the bulls? <laughs> what was that? Now that's a drop. Who said that? Was that was that while Michael was gone? That was me. Where do you what? get the bulls? <laughs> that was me after I went to Enzo's. I immediately, after having a delicious dinner at Enzo's on Arthur Ave, I immediately came out talking like that. Can you believe it? Interesting. Uh, let's hear a, a real broadcaster. Michael K is a yo-yo. We know that. But uh, no finer an announcer than Gary Cohen was on SNY, and he had this to say about the Orioles and Kevin Brown. Just say one thing to Baltimore Orioles management. You draped yourself in humiliation when you fired John Miller, and you're doing it again. And if you don't want Kevin Brown, there are 29 other teams who do. It's a horrendous decision by the Orioles. I don't know what they were thinking, but... They've gotten exactly the reaction that they deserve. And it's just a shame because the Orioles are playing so well, and now they've diverted attention from that and now made themselves a laughing stock. Wow, 29 other teams. So, Michael, that means you or Gary could be out. Could be. Hey, Kevin Brown's a really good announcer. And I reached out to Kevin today, and my, my message to him, this too shall pass. Don't stress out over it. it. And it's going to be something that's going to be a positive for you because people this realize how good you are. And it, and Michael, it just casts the Orioles in a terrible light. Can I, can I, can I say something without it being offensive? It's going to sound offensive. It's not offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, duh. I mean, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to Kevin Brown. He, I, I didn't know who he was two days ago. No, it, it will work out he, for him, and he is a. It already worked announcer. out. His price just went up. I mean, first of all, first of all, he's become a huge story, and everyone gets to know his name, right? And obviously, you know, people outside of Baltimore who aren't watching Masson don't know his name. And for New the, Yorkers, by the way, he's he's a New Jersey kid, grew up in Baltimore. A Syracuse, Syracuse grad as well. Yeah. So, a people didn't know him. B, the only people who look bad in all of this is the Orioles. Like, there's no negative to him whatsoever. Like, I'm not saying what you said was very nice, but this too shall pass would almost imply that there was a mistake made. He did nothing. All he did was his job and did it well. Then you go research him and you realize how fantastic a voice he has and how good an announcer he is. Michael, overnight his price just went up, whether it's the Orioles or anyone else. And frankly, the Orioles will probably be in a situation where his next deal is up. They need to keep him and will need to pay him more. Well, it's funny. Well, I don't think the Orioles think like that because we don't know how the Orioles think because to suspend a guy for not saying anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine this. I, I said this to the guy from The Athletic today, Peter. Mm-hmm. So I, I do the Yankee games on yes, and then I do this show. I'm the same person, okay? And all the, the lunatics out there want me screaming at the top of my lungs, but the, the, the criticism that I give to the Yankees, if this was the Orioles, not only would I be fired, not only would I be suspended, I'd be fired and excommunicated from the church. I mean, uh, th- their heads would explode. They couldn't wrap their minds around it. This guy didn't say anything wrong when they suspended him. I'm actually criticizing the organization about certain things. Gary Cohen just goes up and in all the time on the Mets. Nobody does says a word to him. But the guy in The Athletic, Evan, had a good point, though. He said, isn't it... I mean, New York is the outlier. Around the country, most... Most announcers are homers. They're not really going to criticize their team. And I think that's accepted, though, Peter. But it's not accepted that a guy didn't do anything wrong and you suspended him for nothing. I think owners should be smart and they should realize that if the broadcasters are honest 
And when it's a bad play and you say it's a bad play, they will appreciate more when you say something is a good play. But if you continue to hit that same high note, even when they're playing terribly, then when they play well, what does it mean? You've been lying to them. And once again, we're discussing something that's not applicable here because of the fact Kevin Brown didn't say anything wrong. No, he what, said what was actually in the Oriole game notes, which are put together by the organization. That's what made it so astounding. I guess I'd have a little bit of patience for the conversation, Michael, if he had said something sort of edgy in some right. way. Like if he said, wow, the Orioles have stunk for the last two years. Then we can have a conversation. But the the idea that it was something that benign, Michael, even if it hadn't been the notes, even if he did it off the top of his head, it was just an absolute nothing burger. And obviously, I'm disappointed in it. The, the, the Orioles season has been so fantastic, and you have reason to believe this is a team that could go on a run and is building for a great future. And I don't know anything. How long has the young Angelos been in charge? couple of years now he was he was he was the one who uh, was the the owner when they they tanked for five years I mean Peter's has stepped aside he's in his 90s so John is and his brother have run the team but John I think is the front guy well I would love to have him answer questions but he's not going to and I guess it's I guess it's he's running things in a similar fashion to a lunatic owner but here here's what's funny though Peter the narrative that's out there that's wrong Who's ever going to want to work for the Orioles after this? Um, everybody. There's 30 of these jobs. You'll find somebody that'll want to be the Oriole play-by-play guy. Wait, is that what they said? People said that? Well, but who wouldn't want to work for this guy? Well, everybody that wants to be a major league announcer that can't get a gig. That's who would work for him. Yeah, and that's well, why these owners know that. They could treat everybody like crap because there's going to be a thousand people lined up to get that job. A thousand. They treated Jim Hunter terribly. Jim Hunter was the the voice of the Orioles for like 25 years. They just casually canned him for no reason. They did it to John Miller. To them, broadcasters are fungible. Smart organizations realize that broadcasters are there longer than players. They actually are more of the family than players. Yeah, very often that is the case. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Let's move along, shall we? Big shout out to Kevin. Yeah, let's shout out. Big shout out to Kevin Brown. He's going to be just fine. Uh, Also out of the D.C. area today, Michael, um, if you want to call Baltimore the D.C. area Jays, do you see the Ron Rivera story? No. Ron Rivera had a conversation in his presser about how some of the younger players on the team are struggling to deal with new OC, Eric Bieniemy's style. A lot of these young guys, you know, they do struggle with certain things. And a lot of you also got to take for where they've been. I mean, guys coming from certain programs are used to it. Guys come from other programs aren't as much. So us as a coach, I kind of have to assimilate and get a feel for everybody. Eric has an approach, and it's the way he does things, and he's not going to change because he believes in it. Jack has his approach. You know, um, having been a head coach, I think Jack has a tendency to try and figure guys out a little bit more as opposed to, hey, this is it, this is the way it's going to be, that type of stuff. Where Eric, Eric hasn't had that experience. 
good shot. And just that when they came to you, it was just they felt like Eric was riding them too hard? or They just were a little concerned. A little concerned. Well, Biennemi was asked about his coaching style. I make it a point to address the conversation because my job is to be a very observant. I got to know the people that I'm discussing and working with. So my job is to address. If there's something that they may have an issue with, please, let's discuss this. Here's the reason why I felt a certain way. Here's why I said it. Now I put it back on the player. And you got to understand, we're in a grown man's business. We're in a grown man's world. My job is to make sure that I'm doing the best possible job of over communicating clarity. I take a tremendous amount of pride in that. They also know when I'm getting on them, ain't nothing personal. What's personal is that I want us to win. I expect that particular player to be great at all times. I expect the effort to be a standard that's accepted by all of us. So when you're not reaching that, it's my job to address it. So sometimes they may like the highlights and the praise, but sometimes they may not like it. And I'm perfectly fine with that because that's my job. Because if I ain't doing my job, my ass get fired. So it's my job and my responsibility to make sure and I'm getting our guys to do what I expect them to do. Can I tie this all together, Peter? I would love for you to. So, for those people who are saying, you know, Boone doesn't hold his team accountable or this coach isn't hard enough on his team, do you realize that every athlete, not I shouldn't say every, most athletes now, they're all snowflakes. They don't want to be yelled at. They want to be told how great they are. So this guy coached them hard and they complained they didn't like it. That's why you can't do it anymore. You can't do it the way fans sit back in their living room and think, I'd yell at that guy right now. It doesn't work. You lose the player. You will lose the player. Eric Bieniemy has to sit here and defend himself because he coached the guy hard and hurt their feelings? Yeah, apparently Can you imagine Alex yelling. Karras getting his feelings hurt? Or Dick Butkus? You think Vince Lombardi got in the face of every Green Bay Packer? Different world. You can't coach the same way. It's annoying. Uh, I wonder, you wonder, Michael, is this one of the things, though, that was keeping Biennemi from getting the head coaching job? Maybe. And, you know, Rivera said, you know, it's a style thing, and I've been a head coach, and Del Rio's been a head coach, and so we have a certain way that we, need, we know we need to be with players. But he said, but Biennemi doesn't have that experience. So it is interesting. I wonder whether or not being a head coach is really what softens you up because you have to be that guy for every player in this era. Whereas Biennium, he's always at, at coordinator. Maybe he's been able to be this guy. Uh, some other football notes. Um, Jonathan Taylor, the all-pro running back of the Indianapolis Colts, has uh, left training camp to continue rehab on his ankle injury. Still so under that he, contract problem, right? Yeah, he's he's been in the standoff with the Colts, um, trying to extend, and now he's not going to be at camp as he's working at fixing that ankle up. Um, the one thing that the, the players have in their arsenal, sit out. Every nobody's a hundred percent in football. They're always hurt, and you know somebody brought this up about Saquon. I don't think he's that guy. But if you're in a contract dispute, I don't feel good. My ankle hurts. Saints are expected to sign uh, Kareem Hunt. A court. Oh, they're now out on Kareem Hunt, or they well, already did. Well, there was an update to it. 
Per Schefter, um, a couple hours ago, free agent running back Kareem Hunt had what was called a great visit with the Saints, but is now on his way to Indianapolis to meet oh, the Colts boy. on Wednesday. Oh. Once they're in Indianapolis, you're going to lose them. Anthony Barr, Almost. I think, is still a thing, though. All right, and they're also looking at uh, linebacker Anthony Barr. Yeah, Michael, uh, it's hard. New Orleans is fun and everything, but once you spend time in Indy, you know what I mean? Oh, St. Elbows with, the, uh, with that cocktail sauce that they love so much. Is that a steakhouse? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's the steakhouse. It's the restaurant. During the combine, that's all people do is they, they fight to get into that place. So is that really the... That's the thing is that there's a steakhouse in, in Indy, right? St. Elmo's, yes. So when I go out there for WWE in a couple months, that's the meal to have? No, you, you, you should right now make reservations. You can't get in there. We got in there when we did the show from there for the Super Bowl. You know what? I, I always talk about things that I don't like. Peter... Now's the time for me to try everything. It's Why? been three weeks now. I can't taste or smell well, anything. Do you understand that that makes no sense, what you just said? Do you understand it, why it that's does. moronic? Well, be, that I What's should the try point things? of tasting things when you can't taste? Well, okay, but I, okay. so let me, let me put it this way. I should actually eat fish that's healthy for me now that I don't like the taste now, of because that, I can get it down without gagging. Now, that, is, that makes sense, what you just said. Did it makes really, no sense to me that I still can't smell or taste, but they well, said you that's... Literally, you literally have no smell or taste whatsoever. The only thing I could taste, strangely, Peter, is salt. Nothing else. If I, if, if I like, take a couple of crystals of salt and put it on my tongue, I could taste salt. Can't taste sugar. Can't taste artificial sweetener. Can't smell anything. Which sometimes is a, a benefit. I put on cologne in the morning every day. Don't even. I could be putting on water. Have no smell. Have no no idea what it smells like. What time zone is Indy? It's Eastern, right? I it could be Central. Let me find out right now. Hold on. What time is it in Indianapolis? No, it's six twenty-one. Yeah, that's Eastern. You don't want to. You want to know what <laughs> Apple should change with the iPhone? What's so that, I get Michael? all these Zoom invites, right? Sure. Okay, so this is good. We, we, we have a Zoom call at 11 o'clock. But then it comes up on your phone as 10 o'clock because I'm in Chicago. But you don't realize that. So when, when, it, when it's, it's, it's bookmarked for you on your calendar, it says 10 a.m. But they should know where the phone is you know, originally from, and, and that's where the Zoom call is scheduled. I fall victim to it all the time when I'm on the West Coast. It's crazy. They make the change for you. Don't make the change. I'm making a reservation for Friday, October 6th at St. Elmo's Steakhouse. What do you think? This is worthwhile? Yeah. You'll love it. What makes this place so special besides the fact there's nothing else to do in this place? Because of the um, the cocktail sauce for shrimp. That's what I've heard. And the steak's great. But that they're they're known for their sauce. I'm going to go to St. Elmo's and get a steak. Then I'm going to go past. I'm going to look for the. Uh, I want to get the actual home address of Pat McAfee. Take a picture in front of McAfee's house. You have to. These are all the things that there are to do in, in wonderful, wonderful Indianapolis. Um, let's see, Michael. Okay. Uh, the playoffs are to begin. Your Major League Baseball playoffs. Are you ready? They're set Isn't to that begin. Still a month and a half away. Don't worry about it. We know when they're starting. Mm. The best of three wild card series will begin on Tuesday, October 3rd. Mm. The World Series will begin on October 27th. Game seven, if needed, Michael. That's if needed. 
is scheduled for November 4th. I don't like when they make the, the World Series going to November. I don't like it. I know. And who's around? Like, uh, who's around right now that you could have a freezing cold game? I mean, Baltimore could be just repugnant. Minnesota. Oh, boy. That's your dream. I mean, that's my big That's your dream. That's my dream is to have hypothermia of the people that have to sit at Target Field in November. It's like that took them by surprise. And now we're staring in the face. What if it happens? Let me go. It could happen. Let's see. Baltimore would be rough. Tampa would be fine. It's all Uh, fun and games until somebody loses a limb. Toronto's inside. Uh, Boston would be cold if they somehow, but it's not going to happen. Uh, Minnesota, those, yeah, they're in first place. Cleveland's out. Texas would be fine. Blah, blah, blah. The South, don't worry about them. Um, let's see. Atlanta will be fine. Philly's not going anywhere. Why do you say that? What about Millie Walkay? They have a, they have a retractable door. They're retractable. Okay, so Millie Walkay will be fine. Um, could Cincinnati make a real play for a wild card? Yes, but I don't think they can make a play for a World Series yet. They don't have enough pitching. So really, it's Baltimore and Minneapolis. That could be pretty. Baltimore's you know, not going to. I mean, we've had no, in November, we've had November it games be. in November. People survive. But Minnesota is a different animal. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore, it could be 40 degrees. But Minneapolis, it could be six. I covered two World Series in Minneapolis in 87 and 91. That was in the Metrodome uh, with a dome, right? But the city was, it was Arctic. Oh, I've, I've had the coldest day I've ever had in America was in Minneapolis. That, it, it's It's... It the coldest be. day I've ever had was a summer in Minneapolis. That's from Mark Twain. Uh, when we did the show there, remember? Oh, was, my God. We couldn't even breathe. It was so remember cold. When, remember when Andrew Gundling and I ditched you and Don and went to Prince's Paisley Park? Yeah, that hurt me. Didn't hurt Don. It was freezing. Uh, lastly, uh, my guy, Logan Paul from WWE, who does is was tremendous You sure it's SummerSlam. not Paul Logan? It's not Paul Logan. Oh, sorry. Um, and, and tell me what you think. So Logan Paul, in his match this weekend against Ricochet, at, stole a thing from Hulk Hogan, where he did a little uh, boot to the face, and then he did like this kind of uh, modified leg drop. And on commentary, apparently, I, I wasn't able to hear it, they called it uh, Hogan Paul. Oh, I like it. I, I prefer Hulk Logan. What do you say? Mm. I think Hulk Logan sounds better. Yeah, Hulk Logan's the one. He should start going by Hulk Logan. Well, anyways, he is uh, set to face Bellator's Dylan Dennis in a boxing match on October 14th in Manchester, England. He'll share the card with the other YouTuber turned boxer from way back in the day, uh, KSI. They, of course, are partners in Prime, and they'll be on the same card there. Actually, I got to tell you guys, I started the Jake Paul doc on Netflix yesterday. Yeah. Kind of tremendous. Pretty interesting. I'll tell you something. Their uh, their dad seems like a pretty scary dude. That's Who's my takeaway. That? Jake and Logan Paul's father, Paul Paul. <laughs> it's Greg Paul. That'll do it for E N N on this Tuesday, August eighth. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon, starting at three on ninety eight point seven ESPN in New York, the ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play ninety eight seven ESPN.